Hello and welcome to the Faces podcast. This is Melissa, staff member at Faces, and I'm joined by Nigel, my colleague. Um, and we've also got David with us today. David, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, yes. Thanks, Melissa. I'm David Kesterton. I'm the uh, parish priest at All Saints Church in Beach Hill in Bury Park. Um, and I'm also area dean of Luton. But I'm here really because I am um, running the Asylum Seeker Support Project, um, which is based in our church hall. Thank you. And this is the first of our Refugee Week podcast where we'll be talking to some local um, people about the different types of work and support they offer for refugees. Um, So, David, let's start from the beginning. Um, How did this project start and when did it start and what kind of did it look like at the very beginning? Yeah. Well, funnily enough, my first encounter with this kind of work was in Sweden in 2016 when I was visiting there and the church where I was had suddenly um, realised there were many asylum seekers being housed in local hotels and uh, they're from Syria. And in response to that, they really kind of developed their support work. Um, In 2020, I think it was about May, we became aware that some of the Luton hotels were also starting to be filled with asylum seekers. Uh, Initially, quite small numbers, and then it it grew and grew, really. And we began um, initially a kind of um, weekly thing in our hall whereby we had clothing, bedding, pots and pans, all sorts of things, either for the people that are in hotels or people in in local uh, dispersed accommodation. Um, And it was a bit chaotic, to be honest, to start off with. Uh, And it gradually evolved. So we became slightly more organised and we set up an independent charity to manage it. And we operate it now in a way that I, I tend to, describe it as a bit more like Argos than a jumble sale. So we we have all our material, all our clothing and material stored in a different part of the building. And when the uh, asylum seekers come into our drop-in, they they ask one of our um, support volunteers what they need, and then the volunteer will go and look for it and bring it back down, which tends to avoid... Uh, some of the difficulties of people rummaging around in 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 the kind of clothing that we have. So that's been running like that now for about 18 months. Uh, it runs twice a week in our church hall here. And we're really fortunate. We have a fantastic band of volunteers drawn from right across uh, Luton and beyond. Uh, they are people of all faiths and no faith, um, working together because we all have a heart for uh, the support for people who who are in this situation. So in a nutshell, that's kind of where we are, really, Melissa. Thank you, David. And and I think just as you said, you set up as an independent charity to run that project. That really obviously reflects the significance and the scale of the work that you're doing. And what do your numbers look like, kind of? And you say you have two drop-ins or you're open twice a week um, for the project. How many people sort of come through your doors? Yeah, um, well, I mean, we can very often have 50 or more people at a drop-in, and they are probably mainly young men aged 20 to 40, but we also have families that come in. 
that we can sometimes have 10 or 12 children along mm. with their parents um, who are currently housed in hotel rooms, basically. So yeah. it's time for them to get, to get out. We, we did our statistics for last year, 2022, and we had about just over 500 requests for items of clothing. And wow. statistics showed that we were able to meet 93% of those requests on the day with um, what, what people were asking. Yeah, for. Yeah. So that gives you some rough idea of the sort of scale of it. There are around about 1,000 asylum seekers in the Luton hotels, we are told, um, plus others in the self, uh, self-catering dispersed accommodation. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so with, with the, the clothing support, you know, we, we know that that's obviously a big need that people have. Um, often, sometimes people just come with the, the clothes they're wearing or it's really sort of weather unsuitable clothes as well. And um, what about other sort of activities that you do, um, whether it's at the drop-in or, or otherwise? I know for Refugee Week you were talking about, um, you know, some art, some artwork. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, we, we do all kinds of things, really. I mean, I suppose the first thing to say is that we do quite a lot of advocacy support work. Mm-hmm. And that can be everything from helping people to fill in forms that they need to do to get what they're entitled to. Yeah. So for instance, it might be uh, dental care. Um, is a big one at the moment. It might be places in school for their children. Uh, it might be other dealings with a home office or with migrant help uh, and all kinds of other sort of uh, support work that goes on. So that's a continuous thing that takes place, not just at the drop-in, but actually um, in our volunteers' own time as well. Mm-hmm. We, um, we've just started some football um, on a Thursday now, where we have Luton Town Community uh, Trust helping do some coaching okay. on the Kingsway Recreation Ground. And there was a, a tournament in Bedford this last Saturday um, with some um, Luton asylum seekers and folk from Bedford as well, which was very successful. Um, there are very- the, the first yeah. time uh, a refugee team won as well. It was one of ours from Luton, wasn't it? Yeah, apparently so. I've not really caught up on the details yet, but I've seen yeah. them and we and they're very excited to have the trophy actually at third on Sunday. Yeah. So as well, um, yes, as you say, um, some of them are great artists and they've been producing bits of artwork, which the library in St George's Square is going to be displaying this week for uh, Refugee Week. Uh, so we're, we're excited about that. Uh, Boredom is one of the biggest things for our asylum seekers and the need to be occupied, to be active um, in in different ways is absolutely critical because some of them have been where they are for well over a year, yeah, some around two years. So they're basically living in hotel rooms and uh, their mental health is affected really severely by the experience of, of being cooped up in this way. Yeah. Anything we can do to help with For a while we were doing gym membership, which um, became a little bit tricky, but we're hoping to start that again. We also provided bikes for uh, people 
because Lutonborough Council have a bicycle recycling service okay. uh, with bikes that have been left behind in different parts of the town. And that was really good. So we provided about 35 bikes to different um, asylum seekers. Um, so really, we're always looking for things that we can do. Uh, volunteering opportunities is a big one. I'm asked almost every week by people, is there anything we can do as volunteers? Mm. Uh, it's about trying to link people up with uh, opportunities in the town that might be taking place um, or, or other things that, that they can do, really. Brilliant. Thank you, David. Um, so with, with Refugee Week here, um, and as you said, you've got that, the, the exhibition in the library. The library in St George's Square, there'll be displays of some of the artwork and materials uh, that, that, that some of our folk have done. But I, I don't, I guess it's normal opening times. If you're in the library, you'll be able to see that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so we've talked about sort of how you started the project and where we are now. What are your plans for the future? Do you have any kind of big changes in mind? Do you have any kind of goals? Um, yeah. Good question. Very good question, Melissa, because um, in some ways it feels like it's a week by week um, activity. We, we, um, we kind of um, not entirely sure where we'll be in six months or a year. Um, ideally, I'd like to think in a year's time we weren't needed, really. Um, but I, I suspect we will be needed. Uh, one of the challenges, as with every small organisation, is funding. Um, so we do have um, donations of finance as well as clothing that come into us. Um, but I, I guess I hope we can keep going, really, in the way that we are at the moment and provide the uh, physical, social, emotional support that, that people need and that makes a difference. Because um, if we're not here to do that, then I, I worry... Um, how some of the folk are, are going to get on, in fact. Uh, our hotels don't always do perhaps all they could to um, help people access what they're entitled to. Um, mm. So um, it's a continual concern, to be honest. Um, and I think as long as, long as there are uh, uh, people housed in our hotels in this way, there's going to be a need for our service. Mm. And you've mentioned sort of the, the really significant um, mental health uh, sort of needs and considerations that need to be taken into account when we're supporting people um, in the asylum system and also the, the level of families that you support and the children's uh, activities that might be needed. And then the, the financial side of, you know, making sure that it all keeps running. If there is anyone that wants to offer support or help, where can they go or who can they contact to find out more um, about the project or about donating and things like that? Okay. So probably the, um, the easiest way is sort of by email to me. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and m my, my generic address is, is vicar at allsaintpeter.org.uk um, and uh, our website is um, www.allsaintpeter.org.uk um, so 
you can find my, my contact details on there. Um, and yeah, you can search for us. I think we're probably, you can find us online really. Um, yeah. we, we don't have a dedicated web page for the project at the moment. Thank you, David. Um, so finally, I'm just wondering if there's any sort of big message that you'd want to um, share with people who are listening and that. Yeah, might, I mean, yeah. We, we, we're part, well, we, we're in the church building. Um, we're not part of the church, but obviously there are people of all faiths that are involved. And I think in all our faiths, um, the importance of those who come to us as um, newcomers or as guests or as strangers, if you like, is really important. It's there in our creeds, in our texts, and it's an important part of our uh responsibility mm. as people of faith to um, think about, be hospitable to, care for people in this situation. And, and we share that with those of no faith as well, who from a humanitarian point of view at least um, see the absolute significance of this. So it, it's a real kind of unifying um, cause, I think, that brings many of us together. Uh, and that excites me. That, that we can all come together. Luton has a reputation of being a town that's hospitable to um, people arriving. Uh, it has always been that way mm. over the years, and it still is. And so, you know, it's important that this work carries on uh, across the board, really. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today, David. Hopefully we'll be able to catch up soon about how the exhibition's gone, how the project's going again. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa.